welcome to Liam and Charlie's Mining Waffle, the mining podcast nobody asked us to make uh, and that Charlie hasn't even turned up to today. So this is a, a great start for our third ever episode. Very happy to be joined by Yana, Rowan and Mia today. Uh, and the topic is Finland. Uh, as far as I know, Rowan has spent a long time working with Kinross up in Sudankala. So representing the far north, Yane is based with Mawson Gold in Rovaniemi, so the, the almost far north. And Mia is based in Oulu, uh, with Mining Finland, which is a bit north. Uh, and I worked in a Finnish rock bar in the UK for three years, so I'm kind of passing as Finnish uh, when I do my best. Yeah, how is everybody today? Doing good? Good. Really nice. Good. good. Nice and sunny here. Yeah, great stuff. So I normally start with Charlie's news of the week, but uh, Charlie's not here. So I'll start with Liam's news of the week. Uh, this week, um, Conquest Resources announced a 10,000 meter drill program, uh, which is really exciting on their Belfast Tech Mag property in Ontario. Uh, you can check out that news release on our website and on theirs. Uh, Mountain Boy Minerals have also done lots and lots of media appearances uh, talking about their field campaigns this summer uh, on American Creek and the Southmore property. Mammoth Resources also closed a placement at around 2.8 million Canadian uh, to fund their summer drilling program. Uh, and we're really excited to be a part of that. We're gonna be following that story over in Mexico. So check out their website for more of that news as well. And if uh, any of our other clients had news, I'm gonna get fired for forgetting it because that's, that's all I've got in my head right now. <laughs> But uh, let's uh, move quickly over to Finland to save me any more embarrassment. Janne, uh, how are you doing today? I'm good, I'm good, thank you. Yeah. How's Rovaniemi? Rovaniemi, we have lost the snow finally and now it looks like, looks like that at least today it's summer, but I'm not sure about the next week, but at least today. You're preparing to replace the blanket of snow with a blanket of mosquitoes. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. But yeah, now, now it's the greatest time to be in field because it's uh, snow is gone, mosses are yet not here. So there's like a small window during this uh, spring when there's no mosses at the field. Yeah. So I suppose the most, uh, I mean, for me as a geologist, the most important question uh, would be why are we talking about Finland? Uh, it comes down to the geology. Um, so Finland obviously has a lot of metals and minerals Maybe you could just introduce to us the, the regional geology of the north of Finland uh, and, and why it's so special. Well, the regional geology of Finland, it's, it's quite interesting. We have uh, like uh, one of the oldest rocks uh, in, in, in Europe. So same, same rocks which are exposed in, in, in Canada, Canada, Russia, Australia are also, also exposed here. So we have like a multiple uh, paleoproterozoic belts, belts we have which which host globally quite a quite a big big amount of, of gold. We have one biggest gold mine in Europe in in Kittila, uh, which is it, it, it is is kind of kind of anomaly because uh, all the other what have so far been found from Finland, uh, it's not that. Not that, not that uh, big amount if you compare to the belts in, in, in Australia or Canada. So if we are around the same, so the uh, Finnish, Finnish upland and the, the belts are similar size, for example, what, what's the appetite belt and the amount of gold what have been found from there, it's, it's much greater 
whatever has been found from, from central Lapland. And then we have multiple of those belts we have. Uh, so then we have layered intrusions, we have uh, carbonate, carbonatites and all kind of weird and interesting rocks in, 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 in minerals perspective. Lots of old, old things mushed together is uh, <laughs> how I like to think of it. But yeah. And I suppose what that's led to is uh, Finland becoming like a center of mining and being part of Europe and a developed nation, you're kind of a center of mining technology as well, which is where I think, Mia, uh, most of your experience comes from. Uh, how did Finland become a leader in sort of world mining technology? Well, that is a good question. Thank you for that. I actually don't know that by heart because the rules are uh, decades ago. So we have uh, great uh, technologies uh, from Tampere. So there was Tamrock who was doing some uh, drilling rigs and stuff over there. And Autokumpu, um, so the uh, national company that was developing mines and also some technology. So, and there has been lots of research. And I think that many companies actually also have uh, done, so they have found applications in mining industry along the way. So uh, that has uh, brought us the good technology base we have today. And of course, now we have new companies, really high tech companies that are doing like process monitoring or some chemical analysis, or they are working in the, in the field. So we have drones and stuff like that. And so we have seen the potential of mining industry and what we can offer for that and to make make the world kind of better place because uh, um, having some more sustainable methods to do mining and so we can provide this kind of uh, know-how and technologies to other countries and uh, big mining companies. So I have a question. I got in trouble this week with a, a Swedish friend when I suggested that Sandvik were from Finland. Is that correct, or Sandvik are from Sweden? Sandvik is, in, is from Sweden. Yeah, they are operating in uh, in Tampere, so they have a big plant over there. And uh, yeah, Sandvik bought Tamrock. Yeah. So I prepared a lot of information on Sandvik's operations uh, and how that was Finnish, exciting Finnish mining technology but I've accidentally sort of scored an own goal and, and started supporting the Swedes. Um, maybe you can tell us about a few of the exciting companies uh, as I clearly can't. So. Well, since I started a week ago, I don't know all the companies by heart yet, but as I said, we have some uh, companies uh, that are doing field work. So we have uh, drones that are doing some uh, uh, mineral exploration and that can uh, help help in that sense. And uh, then for the process plants, we have great technologies that can monitor um, the mineral processing. And also before uh, the, all the raw material enters uh, the mineral processing plant, uh, we have uh, environmental monitoring companies providing services for that. So for, for water analytics and stuff like that. Yeah, I, I think there are just a number of great companies just to, yeah, mention few. I think my, my favorite uh, Finnish company for sort of interesting technology is Sleipner, um, who no, nobody really hears of because they just make trailers with wheels on and they, they don't look like much until you put a massive mining excavator onto the back of one. Uh, and they're, they're used to transport excavators around mine sites without damaging the tracks. 
which saves millions and millions of, of dollars on mining operations. But yeah, that, that's a Finnish company. I think those are made in Finland too. Yes, and Slatra is a member company also. And yeah, other companies also that are saving energy. We are we have some uh, companies that are providing electricity. I don't know actually the name name for the, <laughs> the uh, technology by heart, but uh, so um, but they are ensuring that mine sites and all the other industries so that the, the electric electricity uh, flow is uh, constant, so that they are securing the electricity. And um, yeah, we have uh, many technologies that are also cleaning uh, the processing uh, slurries and stuff like that. Hmm. Yeah, it's a very interesting place. Uh, Rowan and Yanis, together I suppose, you're, you're both exploring at the moment, uh, primarily for gold up in northern Finland. Uh, maybe Yanni, uh, maybe you can tell us a few of the like, benefits and challenges to working up in the region. Well, the winter has, has uh, kind of started with that, that it's now summer, but the winter has its <laughs> pros and cons, so to speak. So, so during the winter season, we have one over one meter of snow. But it's so that's for us, it's the main drilling season when you can drill from the top of the snow. So it makes uh, access easier. You can access wet box, wet areas, which you wouldn't get easy access during during the summer. So, so uh, that's that's kind of well. It's not unique, but compared to Central Europe or Australia, it's it's a bit different. And because of that, all the rigs here are quite a bit different. Uh, all the, all, always when we get the, get the visitors and they see the Finnish rigs, the guys are <laughs> like it's minus thirty outside, and the drillers are working inside the rig on t-shirts, boiling boiling some coffee, coffee, almost <laughs> having electricity. Electricity at the rig, uh, helpers looking, looking phones, having like a full 4G coverage on their phone, phone and so to speak. So I think that's that's one of, one of the winter and that really anything related to that. So technology is what we need to kind of be able to do, do the work during the winter. It's the strongest coffee in the world they're making as well. <laughs> I remember being out on one of those rigs with you, I think, in 2018 and nearly collapsing in the snow after the drillers handed me a coffee. And then you handed me a second one 10 minutes later and uh, I was sort of shaking. Didn't need the clothes to stay warm. Uh, Rowan, how about for you? I mean, you're working with, uh, with, with Kinross up there who obviously have uh, a more advanced development project, a uh, much bigger budget and team, I'd imagine. Uh, how do you find it um, in that environment as opposed to the exploration side? Um, well, I've been working in Finland now for 10 years, going backwards and forwards. Um, so I'm quite used to working. <laughs> I'm quite familiar with Finland, so I'm quite lucky. It's like Janis said, each season there has its pros and cons. I mean, typically what you try and do in the summer is get guys and boots on the ground because you can try and do a bit of mapping, do your sampling, soil sampling, rock chip sampling, uh, trenching uh, while you can, while there's no snow cover. However, when it comes to winter, I was up there last year in minus 25, and it's always quite nice and fresh to go out there. But when you have the snow, it does give you that opportunity to do a bit of drilling in the more hard to reach areas. You know, you've got a lot of swamps in the north of Finland. Um, obviously, there's no exposure. It's very hard to map, very hard to sample. So what you wait for is that cold season for it to 
freeze over and then you'll get a, a base of uh, till drill rig out there or a diamond drill rig on some of these swamps. And that's the only way really you can effectively access some targets. Um, but as for me, I'll be out there. Those wet areas weeks. are usually the most interesting ones. They're also. the best ones. So when you're at, when you're a geologist and you're going out to the field, the best bits you can't see until you put a drill rig on it, and then you have to wait for the cold, uh, for the swamps to freeze over. So it's quite interesting. You've got to work with the seasons. It's certainly an environment where you've got to plan your logistics around the seasons. You can't just go out and chuck. 10 guys out into the field to go, right, let's go do mapping. It's, if there's snow on the ground, you're not seeing, you're definitely not seeing anything, really. But um, but you can drill. But uh, as for me, I'll be out there in two weeks' time and new licenses, new areas, and it's just boots on the ground now. The snow has melted. Go and try and map whatever exposure you can find. Get some soils, get, get some of your baseline greenfield exploration done. Now the, the weather has given you the window. And then once this summer season is done, we most exploration companies will evaluate the, the field data and then they can come back and plan for you know, base of till drilling, diamond drilling, more invasive kind of exploration in the winter. And it's also easier to drive on the snow actually with a drill rig a lot of the time. But no, it's good. It's, it's really good to work with the seasons. And if you plan it right, you can be very effective uh, and you can make discoveries. It's like Yanni said, you have these really old cratonic regions, some of the oldest, the oldest rocks in Europe, a lot of greenstone belts analogous to the Abitibi. Uh, we are, there's Kitzilla mine, obviously we're run by Agnico, but there's never been a, the big one found in Finland. Everybody is talking about, if you look at the cadastro with GTK, with the mining licenses around Lapland, you can't move uh, more than 10 meters off your license, otherwise you're in someone else's license, is jam-packed up there. And uh, I think that's the belief by a lot of geologists, especially uh, Canadian companies as well. That, uh, I think and there's still got to be a big, the big one there. And there are companies finding occurrences and small deposits still, but maybe the big one is still out there to be found, certainly. Maybe it's sound uh, on Mawson's ground, yeah. <laughs> 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 this week you had... Uh, yeah, there was a news release out from Mawson Gold this week. Uh, you guys had some metallurgy work completed uh, on your on your projects. Uh, do you want to tell us a little bit about that news and, and what that work was about? Well, that's that's again comes back to the Finland and, and the technologies are, are more more kind of on the next step on the industrial scale. So we have Autokumpu Metso, which are big big players in, in, in that making making uh, rock crushers and, and equipment for the mines so the results which we published they are part of this uh, Finnish, Finnish funded uh, path circle circle study where we were one 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 partner and, and that that we have we have we have the gold but we also have cobalt so the path circle uh, studies kind of have been concentrating on the cobalt and how to get the get the cobalt out out of the ground and, and do that. So it's it's efficient, environment environmentally doable and and, and 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 cost effective. So that's that's the main aim of that project. Yeah, and uh, Mia, I suppose your big news at the moment is you, you've just become uh, supreme commander of mining Finland. Uh, with the retirement of Harry Sandstrom, 
who we all remember uh, not only for helping Finland, but for leading the dances at most of the parties in, in Toronto and uh, and uh, picking up a lot of the bills. So uh, what, are, what are your plans to sort of move Mining Finland forwards and try and support business uh, in Finland? Yeah, well, Harry actually didn't retire entirely, so he's still working with uh, some, some projects. So um, I think he's one of those people who just... Uh, Cannot <laughs> well, never out. Yeah, he, he really wants to continue. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm taking charge of mine in Finland at the moment. So sure, we are looking forward to looking forward to um, strengthen the member base of the association, and of course to introduce the Finnish companies to new markets. And uh, we have really nice uh, experiences and some good projects going on in. Uh, in, in Mexico, did we lose you, Liam? We might have lost Liam, so I can step in. As <laughs> Continue yeah. me, it's fine. He yeah. will come back. There okay. we are. He's now back. back. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, introducing the technology companies to new markets based on the interest they have. And of course, we are looking for the wishes uh, from the member companies so that which, which other markets they are looking for and they would like to do a study or they want to grow their network, um, get some new connections, opportunities in, in with the mines and consultants. So, um, and of course, the main thing what I'm looking for is to really get outside and uh, to meet people and uh, be on the conferences again, because that is something that I think most of us are missing. So we have got used to be online and see each other in Teams and Zoom, but this is getting a bit boring. So yeah. we are not dancing in here. So this is not the dance floor <laughs> you we are looking for. <laughs> yeah. We actually, we launched our first ever uh, sort of Vienna Mining Club drinking drinks last night. So we had some humans at a bar together, um, which yeah, it's just great. I know the Denver Mining for Beer event will start again tonight as well. So all around the world, we're kind of getting back to back to the pub, which is... Is the Fennoscandian Mining Conference on this year, Mia? Normally it's up in Levy, right? Yeah, it takes place this year, but uh, it's going to be online. So they decided, oh, I think, back in March or April that they are not going to be able to have it live. So they have to just have it online because there are some uh, travel restrictions so companies and uh, maybe Canadians cannot travel on the place and uh, we didn't know how the situation is going to develop back then so even though now it's Fluid. pretty good and stuff like that but still it, they were playing it safe yes the best way at the moment right it's going to yeah. be a while before any British people can travel anywhere I think so. <laughs> we've been trying but, uh, we've tried we're trying yeah I'll be out there in two weeks. I'm uh, being let loose in the forest, so it's okay. No. Yeah. Good stuff, guys. Well, thank you very much for joining the podcast. I don't know if you have any questions for each other. Uh, maybe, Yanni, uh, if you want to set up a beer with Rowan and Mia. And, uh, we can have a beer in Rovaniemi. I'm so trying to decide where to fly to at the moment, whether to fly into Rovaniemi or Kitala. Because it's, I've got a one-hour change in Helsinki for the Rovaniemi flight. And I'd done it last year and I made it. But it's with all the checks with the COVID and the security, quite rightly. I'm, I can't run that fast. I'm only five foot seven. 
so I don't have long legs. I'm not as big as a fin. I look with my long blonde hair now more finish, but I'm not as fast as a fin. So maybe I will fly into Kitzel. It'll be better. We'll you can also to... fly to Oul because it's only about three hours to Romania. That's true. I have options. I could, I could end up... Yeah, yeah. Fly into somewhere and go and isolate straight away in Sudankala. Will it be fine? We'll be all right. We'll have to... As things get normal, I think people will start interacting, especially in the mining exploration circle. We're quite, I, we're quite out of the way in Lapland, really. We're quite lucky we are up there. So thank you very much, everyone, for your time today. Uh, as always, uh, follow us on Spotify. Bring reviewers on Apple Podcasts if you enjoyed this. Um, you can check us out on spotlightmining.com and follow us all on social media as, as normal. Cheers, guys. Have a great day. Cheers. Thank you. Cheers.